1: because there's a lot of trends going on, mostly quarterback-related this week, from Carson Wentz, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, to the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes. All of it is ablaze because free agency is one week away. Um, The actual legal tampering part is about five days away. So we're going to hop into all of that, the quarterback buzz, you name it. We'll chat about it, all kinds of takes for you. First, foremost, we're going to talk about BetOnline.ag. Football is over, of course, the actual playing of the games, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance, props, to where the next fired head coach is going to end up, BetOnline is number one source for all of your sports betting needs. Head on over to the website or use one of your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use this promo code, B-L-E-A-V, BLEEB, to get started. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. All the sports, right on down to your favorite Vegas casino games, bet online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online, where the game starts. What a week. Uh, we are one week from the official beginning of free agency, but free agency will get. Emotionally crack lacking on Monday with legal tampering, and West—it's the new league year has hit. Can you tell us a little bit about the salary cap and and that hoopla?
2: Yeah, uh, last year the salary cap um, after um, you know COVID hit and teams weren't allowed to have fans for a portion of it, uh, the salary cap actually um, went down last year. Uh, it was a hundred. $82.5 million. Uh, this year. They have new TV deals. Uh, the gambling deals that the NFL has, I don't believe kick in just yet uh, for the salary cap purposes, but uh, it jumped all the way up to 208.2 million. So uh, it is back. The NFL is back. And I think we've seen that with a flurry of deals we're about to discuss here. And
1: If you look at spot rack or over the cap, um, it's only going up from here because the gambling money and the TV money. So if you look at like two years in the future, salary cap should be 250 million bucks. And so of course, salaries better um, increase accordingly. But um, that number that we festered over last year, 182 million, that's going to feel puny compared to, to what it'll be in the upcoming years. And so correspondingly, when your team needs a quarterback, you got to remember all right, well, if it's 40 million, 45 or Rogers 50, whatever it is, like these are going to get bigger. And so um, when Jason's guy, Russell Wilson, gets on the docket for an extension, whether that's right now or two years from now, a bastard's going to be huge because the numbers are only going up. Um, but yeah, we have a segue. So we got to get the cap figured out. We got the timeline of free agency. And then all boom, out of the sky fell news about Rogers and Wilson. Um, But I'm going to do my favorite thing to do on the show, Wes. I'm going to put you on the spot before we talk about those deals. And you either love or you hate this. And I don't care which one it is. (laughs) Right now, seven football teams, by my count, have no clear-cut plan at quarterback. And I want to know from you because we know Trubisky might start. We know Garoppolo will probably be traded. Perhaps Jameis Winston. Perhaps Bridgewater get an audition. That's four or five dudes. But these teams need a quarterback, the Buccaneers, the Colts, the Panthers, the Saints, the Seahawks, the Steelers, the Texans. How many rookies from this draft will actually start in the first month of the season? Because right now, seven, and if you count the Vikings kind of in limbo with Cousins, that's eight. And that is a lot of teams that don't have a plan in March.
2: Yeah, I I had 12 teams that could be... QB needy, um, but nine that officially could be looking for an upgrade at at quarterback. But uh, if we go with the seven, I would probably say a maximum of two um, rookie quarterbacks would would come in and start.
1: So Malik Um, and
2: Pickett or something? Yeah. Okay. Maybe Howell. But But
1: here's the the problem, and you can chime in at any moment, Jason. Here's the problem. So... I, when I say seven, I know that the list is more expansive about what could happen, but those seven that I named off, if they went with their incumbent, they would be shitty in 2022. <laughs> like, yeah. That's all there is to it. And that's seven teams that if they went with their current QB1, they're not going to make the playoffs. And you're going to see a lot of um, things forced into QB1 if they don't start those rookies. So you're talking about Bridgewater, Trubisky, Mariota, and Winston all being QB1s, which isn't unheard of, but in a, a league that salivates over the Russell Wilson types, um, it seems like it's a lot of decent franchises that are staring at their, their depth charts saying, hmm, does that lead you to believe that Garoppolo will be overpaid for or Cousins will be traded or all of a sudden Trubisky is nominated as a QB1? Either one of you is.
0: Yeah, well, I th- I mean I heck I think Garoppolo is a is a capable starter. Um I and all those guys that you just mentioned are are <laughs> the capable starters. Um, but what does that mean? Nothing. It means nothing. Um God, there was already talk in Denver about Peyton bringing in Mariota as a backup. Yeah. but I mean, but he could get a a good, you know, God, this is a bad bad situation to be in if you're a if you're a quarterback needy team well, now you I can mean, say that <laughs> well, no, i was saying that yesterday no, I, i'm giving you a hard time yesterday morning i mean it was it's <laughs> unbelievable and i it's it's like oh my goodness i mean so then i was i was halfway you know talking myself into uh uh uh, is it Malik Willis? Is yeah. it, yeah, yeah, that, that that awesome throw that he had at the combine. I was just watching that, getting all excited, you know, talking to myself into, well, this maybe this guy's it. Um, <laughs> and he's not it. Uh, but but we don't know how good any of these guys are going to be with the national media. I don't when when they the way they salivate and hype up quarterbacks and then the way that they don't mm-hmm. bothers me. Um, mm-hmm. Last year when they hyped up five or six of them, that bothered me. I didn't think any of them were worth it. And then this year, how none of them are saying, oh, no, none of them are worth it until the second round. It's it's kind of reminiscent of that year that Pat Mahomes went because mm-hmm. even though. Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, Again, Deshaun Watson fell to 11th Mm -hmm. for cripe's sake. Um, so those guys, I don't, I can't, I can't get behind what the media says. I mean, there's equally good opportunity for any one of these guys to come out and be capable. And I think if you're one of those teams, you draft one and you pull the trigger. That's what I would do.
1: So, Wes, let's start with the lowest on the totem pole, because we'll escalate up to Jason's erection with the with the Wilson um, piece. So constantly- it is
0: still very much stiff. Rigid? Rigid. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes. As it should be. As it yes. should be. I it was so cool. I called him and I was expecting to leave a voicemail because now that I, <laughs> that's all I do every day is write about the Vikings. I saw it as it hit the wire and I was like, there's no goddamn way he already saw this news. So I called him immediately <laughs> and he answered. And so for the rest of our lives, I can be the one that told him about Wilson to the, to the Broncos. Nice.
0: Oh nice. man. Yeah. And I was, it, it, that. the crazy part about that was, is I was checking. Well, I yeah. be checking everything about every, you know, couple of seconds uh, that kind of came to a, a halt after I saw the Rogers news. Yeah. Yeah. But,
1: oh, yeah. as it should have, because that was the guy that was the one because of the existing mm-hmm. relationship to Hackett. Um, I mean, Br- Wilson to Broncos to the Broncos was theoretically a great idea. But when the commanders couldn't quite land him, and then even two weeks ago, or a week ago, Pete Carroll says we have no intention on trading Wilson. Yeah, no intention. Yeah, and that <laughs> those are like the buzzwords now. If you say that, the dude is gone.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, that's yep.
1: what I've learned. All right, so Wentz, uh, a journeyman, all of a sudden. All of a sudden, a journeyman quarterback that is going to an old rival with the Washington Commanders. Uh, he, he played decent for three-fourths of his Colts career, and <laughs> they've seen enough to, to get the hell get them the hell out of here. <laughs> and um, I think the Colts are just going to keep swinging and missing until they find a luck or a manning, and good for them. But, uh, Wes, break this down for the commanders. Is this their statement that we're, we're, we're back in the business, we got our quarterback, or is he a glorified bridge to maybe the 2023 NFL draft?
2: I, I have no idea what... the commanders are doing really it's a head scratcher um especially considering what what they gave up for wins nobody was paying that for him nobody (laughs) and yet they came willingly to the table just you know offering their skirt to the colts and the colts just trampled all over them Mm -hmm. um they gave up a second and third this year and uh, what's a third currently in 23 that could turn into a two if Wentz plays 70% of the snaps? I mean, that's just absurd. And Wentz had one of the worst contracts for a quarterback, uh, in my opinion, out there. So for the Colts to get out from under that is just it's surprising in its own, but then to kind of fleece Washington at the same time is just wow. Uh, Trayvon Diggs tweeted uh, a smiley face when, it, you know, shortly thereafter the news of uh being able to face Wentz twice a year. So, so Wentz probably by the metrics
1: was about the 20th, maybe 18th, 19th best quarterback in football, which is got nothing else going on. So be it, he can work, but, If the Colts are doing this, and I've said eternally on the show that they are a structurally sound organization that drafts well, that builds a roster well, you would think that their goal would be to get better than Wentz. How will they do that, Wes?
2: Probably uh, with the Jimmy G or Kirk Cousins. um, By moving Wentz, they now have uh, the most cap space in the NFL six 69 million with a damn good roster with a damn good roster. Absolutely. So, I mean, they could easily absorb, um, Jimmy G's contract, which is like 25 mil, I believe. Um, or I remember, I remember when sign I was and, big, yeah, <laughs> sign and trade for cousins would, or trade for cousins and then re-sign him over a few years. um, I, I think a, a veteran quarterback is the move for them. They have a team that they believe is ready for the Super Bowl. Uh, so, you know, sky's the limit uh, on that front for them. Uh, to touch back on Wentz and the commanders, I mean, uh, what makes it such a head-scratcher is, is Carson Wentz that much of an upgrade over uh, Taylor Heineke or Ryan Fitzpatrick? because. I, I don't believe he is. Uh, I, I think if he's an upgrade, he's a marginal one at that. And to send out that much draft capital, uh, take on that type of a contract for a marginal upgrade just is insanity.
1: Wince has the the tool set and skill set to be eighty times better than Heineke, but Heineke has the grit. Yep. That's yeah, that's my that's my feeling.
0: And the
2: mental him. makeup.
1: Yeah. Yeah, all right, it, Jason. It, tell us about
0: Wentz. Wentz, it, it, he's he's in a, he's in the perfect spot now. <laughs> yep, that's where he belongs. He he belongs there, and everything about this deal made perfect sense for all parties involved. <laughs> it, it 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 did exactly what what we would have figured if we had to predict a folly. This is it. This is it. Uh, yeah, Wes, you nailed every point. But I but I'm not sure. If you look back over the last 20 years, the Colts have gotten, with the exception of, of course, recently, right? The Colts have sustained success through big-time generational quarterbacks. Manning and then Luck. And then, obviously, Luck retires. There's some some coveted quarterbacks next year in the draft. Mm -hmm. You know, they get a couple of picks back from washington three total i think right or was it two uh
2: three 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 so they they sent out three in this all this years yeah they sent out this year's second uh so they didn't have a first because of the Wentz trade from last year they sent out their second but they get back washington second and third this year and then a three that will probably become a two next year.
0: Yeah, I mean I I I don't know how long that team can stay structurally sound. I mean, I love the team. I mean, they're a great team, but I just it got it's so weird because they are not the band-aid patch over quarterback type really, right? But they have been the last few years and they've had success doing it with Rivers um and then for of the season with, with, uh, with Wentz, and then it just collapsed. I, so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they could, they could be trying to stay in as many picks as possible to, to make a move next year too. Um, but yeah, I mean, bringing in a Jimmy G wouldn't hurt matters any
1: on this show. I think I said on the show, maybe it was the Viking show, but when a team like these commanders makes a deal for Wentz. It's all about the lens in which they see the rest of the NFL. They want to be, they want to be in the playoffs and the good version of Wentz, which we haven't seen since 2019. He could get them there, and um, for at least one more shot, um, he gets a chance to pretend like he's going to be that. But this is what Washington football does. Yeah, they they don't. I mean, the Vikings to an extent, the Bears, the Browns. You you take half measures at quarterback. And they think this is big a big deal, while the rest of the NFL, especially the good franchises, just giggle. And they're doing something, and they, they believe that they can, ext- like what the Colts thought they could do, extract the 2017 version of Wentz back from the dead and all the power to them. But this is what a team who merely wants to be relevant does. They go find a quarterback who's decent. And while meanwhile, the Broncos are saying, We're done with this shit. We haven't won a playoff game, even got there since six years. We're done. And they they went and made a splash. And that's what separates a team like the Broncos from the Commanders is that Broncos want to win a Super Bowl. The Commanders just want to sniff the playoffs. And I think that is why
0: the, the move was made. I'm surprised, yeah. And, and the only team would have been Washington, too, because I don't know how any team quarterback needy or not could look at Wentz and say, we need to get that guy. We can, we can afford to give up this for him, take on his contract. If Wentz didn't do it last year, he's not going to do it again. Yep. And, and it's that simple. And, and for his old offensive coordinator to be that quick to get <laughs> rid of him, that says a lot about his, his, the things that we don't may, maybe necessarily hear about. Yeah. The things that I've been saying all all season about him, I, there's just something about him that just isn't right. It's yeah. like uh, a,
1: it's almost as if when Foles won the Super Bowl, he was never really right again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: I, I read somewhere that, you know, he gr- graded his teammates, uh, or, you know, didn't have a good relationship with them. Um, there was some kind of poor relationship with Jim Ursay to where Wentz wanted to apologize to him. And Ursay was just like, nah, not interested. <laughs> uh, the commanders were rumored to have offered uh, a better package to Seattle, but uh, Wilson had uh, no trade clause. And so he he said Denver was the team that he wanted. And so that, that's apparently what happened with that, too.
1: You always got to remember that the ownership and culture there is sketchy and no matter how many times they change their name or how many times they say they're going to investigate themselves, um, like they're still the guy at the top. And, um, I I think there's way too much smoke to think it was all fake. So some of the toxicity, remember Shanahan was it three years ago, got up in front of a microphone and they said, what did you, what do you miss about Washington or what'd you learn? And he was like, (laughs) Oh
0: Yeah, Yeah, it's so it's still so insane to think that at one point in time they had Shanahan (laughs) LaFleur McVay all of these coaches on the same team and that's where they all started
1: yeah yeah remember that remember that meme or whatever the graphic that circulated about a month and a half ago yeah yeah Yeah, and that team was three and 13 that had that (laughs) staff so I mean I in retrospect, you're like, oh, what a bunch of sons of bitches couldn't figure out. They had their homegrown coaches, but that team split up because they sucked. And then all of the other coaches went and flourished. But yeah, so that's the I reason.
0: Mean, these <laughs> coaches, too, while they were on that team, were like assistant freaking quarterback yeah. coaches and nobody of any relevance, really. No. I mean, because no. who was the offensive coordinator for that team? It wasn't any of those guys. It was Shanahan. It was was it
1: Kyle? you yeah. no. Was Kyle the? I thought, here, I'll go find out. Talk amongst yeah. yourselves. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's yeah, it. I thought it was Shanahan and then uh, McVeigh. Uh, it was like a quarterback coach.
0: Yeah, I don't, I, I mean, I, because I, who was the head coach? Was it Mike Shanahan?
1: I got it here. Uh, yeah. So Mike, a little nepotism with the son, and Kyle was the offensive coordinator. Jim Hazlitt. Was the defensive coordinator. Lafleur? was the quarterback coach with uh, RG3 and Cousins. Mike McDaniel was the wide receivers coach. Sean McVay was the tight ends coach. Raheem Morris was the secondary coach. (laughs) Unbelievable. Yeah, it's like uh, like a a who's who of all of these relevant coaches and coaching candidates because Raheem Morris will be a head coach this next cycle. It it almost makes you – how in the world did that happen? Probably – probably – Dad Shanahan knew where to find the dudes.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. that's that's true. That was the that was the shoe in there. But then those guys had to had to have thought that we're going to do exactly the opposite of what this organization <laughs> has done when yep. we go somewhere. Because oh, man,
1: because that was the first year that Cousins sniffed any starts toward, down the stretch. RG three got hurt again, and on the on the whole, the team was three and thirteen. And yeah, that was. That's kind of what I think they gave RG three one more shot, and then Cousins took over, and then the year later it was the Cousins show and the franchise tagged show.
0: Yeah, man. All
1: right, let's do let's do Rogers because we got to spend ample time to talk about the Broncos. So Rogers, I tweeted this about after the last, last dance Instagram post last summer, after posting memories and cleanses and Monday night gratitude. All he's doing is staying with the Packers. And I didn't get fooled this time. I was very excited by that. I I, I thought he'd be back. Um, I, I still don't know if it's for 153 million guaranteed dollars, which was the report when the news broke. But yeah, he'll go back there and we'll do this thing all over again. It's, it's the annual cycle of them going about 13-4, feeling really good about themselves, going to barnstorm the nfc playoffs and bada bing you lose to the niners <laughs> that's 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 how it's been and now it gets yeah. even more dicey because if he is getting a fat ass contract then their their cap hell is going to be a little trickier even if it goes into the next couple of years so in theory if they can keep adams and rogers they're probably going to have to let go of darius smith and make some some excruciating decisions but I guess the rule of thumb is as long as you got Rodgers, no matter the age, you're going to be relevant. Jason, how do you see the Rogers return home?
0: You know? Yeah. When that, when that news dropped, I was, um, you know, obviously disappointed, um, you know, but it, it's, it's just like, I'm thinking to myself, man, you, I, I just thought it was a bad move for Aaron. I thought it was a bad move for the Packers. And you know, if, if you're if you're a Packers fan, I don't know how you think about it because you know exactly what you're getting. You know what you're going to do again. Just like you said, it, you already know because it it's happened for the last 11 years. Um, you know, I would think if I was in Roger's shoes and, I, and it, even if it wasn't to Denver, even if it, I, I would have thought that I would have looked around and I would have saw. And we've talked about it on this show. I would have saw what Brady did. I would have saw what Stafford did. And I would have said to myself, you know that, you know it's been a great run here, but I I want to try something new before my career is over, um, maybe, yeah. But then he opted to stay, and yeah, that was probably his idea and intent the whole time, which is so bizarre.
1: Wes hit us with the the Rogers.
2: Yeah, um, Rogers made the actually. I don't even know if he officially made the announcement himself, uh, but it was reported that he would be returning. There were rumors about the, the contract price. And then 30 minutes later, the Russell Wilson uh, news broke and he became back page fodder.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: not, not to be outdone. He uh, tweeted out his first tweet since uh, January 7th uh, saying, hey, just want to clear some things up. Yes, I'll be playing with the Packers, but. Uh, the report about me signing a contract are inaccurate. Um very excited to be back. So he, he was trying to steal back some of the um, yeah, you know, unbelievable the luster I'm, that he lost. But yeah, but what
0: a ridiculous tweet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, just, absolutely. <laughs> you know, he, yeah, okay, sure. He's sure, a prima
2: donna. He's a attention seeker, and uh, his carpet got ripped right on for under him. So <laughs> I was,
0: didn't even see that tweet until like today. Yeah. 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 That's how that's how unnoticed <laughs> it went.
2: Um currently the, the Packers are I think have the worst cap situation. They are negative uh forty-five million in the hole. Um a Rogers extension would probably uh, help offset some of that. Um, I believe Devontae Adams' uh, franchise tag number is accounted for within that cap. Um, you know, potentially they're able to work out a, a longer-term deal f- with him as well. Um, I know what probably happened is a lot of the uh, uh, hoopla or the need to franchise tag Adams was due to the fact of waiting on Rogers to make his decision. So. Um, once Rogers contract is locked in for however many years, it, you know, probably book Adams for a similar length contract and their cap situation will probably clear up a little bit. Um, I anticipate some veteran cuts like we've seen, uh, other teams make over the last uh, day or two as well.
0: The way that I, is, how old is Devante?
1: Maybe 30, right?
2: I think yeah. so. Yeah.
1: Either is thirty or gonna be thirty. Right. I think the the way that I see the Rogers and Packers stuff on the whole, and yes, next Christmas, Christmas Eve, Devontae will be thirty. So, mm. still got four four solid years left before he may or may not hit a twilight. So, for the Packers, I think that I think what they do every year, and Rogers included, is they examine the future like they should. And based on just a law of averages, they say this quarterback is so damn good. One of these years, he's got to win another one. Like it just has to happen. Like he's that damn good. He seemingly alone drags us to an NFC North title. And one of these years, especially with Brady gone and now Wilson's out of there, we're going to be that team. And I I really think that's the only way that motivates it because I, I even agree with that. It's like it's criminal. That he only won one Super Bowl based on how good he plays most of the time, and I I think that's what they do every year is they're like they they crunch everything. All right, should we give this Jordan Love guy a shot? Will Trey Rogers get a huge deal for him? And then, but at the end of that discussion, they look in the mirror and they're like. No, we're gonna we're we're gonna break through. We have to break through with this guy, and so yeah, I think that's why it's a lifelong relationship. And it's just so weird that it's kind of like the Patriots when they just didn't win a Super Bowl for ten years. We, nobody really realized it between 2004 and 2014. They didn't win a Super Bowl, and then they started winning them again. The only difference is that they won three beforehand, and then they won four <laughs> more, three more later. So that's that's where I stand on Rogers and it's just for me it's a confirmation of the cynicism that I was like last year it completely fooled me. I was like, all right yeah, he's gonna go do this now. He saw Brady did. he's leaving and it was bullshit. That's all it was the whole time yep. And yep. this year this year he milked it even more, which made it feel farvian that like I know that he's always been a odd duck. But it seems these last two years, it's really out there about give me that attention, baby. And yeah,
0: well, and I think a lot of it, too, um, unlike Brady's situation, uh, you know, they, they were always really, really good coached, uh, really well coached. And Brady made, you know, just like any great quarterback does, makes everyone around him better. But I think Rodgers is just so much better. Than anybody else on that team. I mean, we're talking about, you know, other, these other random players, but with the exception of Devontae Adams, they don't really have a very, I mean, I don't know how good their roster is is as a whole. Um, But I think when it gets, when they get to the playoffs, because it's not like Rodgers gets into the playoffs and then he loses. (laughs) You know, the team loses.
1: Mm -hmm. I think he, he's usually not quite as otherworldly in these playoff events like he certainly isn't bad or he certainly doesn't choke but the absolute heroism that he shows in regular season doesn't translate to the postseason like it does for Brady and usually Mahomes but he's still very good and yeah it's the same thing. Like you, you just know that one of these years he's going to get a second one. And I think that, I think they, they look in the mirror and they're like, God, it's gotta happen, baby. It just does. Mm, yeah. So let's, I want to start with uh, the Broncos stuff because I was floored by this, but then once the dust settles and you start to think about it with George Payton, I think that indeed they probably had the Rogers interest, but three years ago Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes were like a one a and 1b for the best quarterback in the league and right now Wilson is 33 years old and rogers going to be 39 so if you're going to trade two first two seconds uh fifth quarterback a tight end and an edge rusher <laughs> um you probably don't want to do that for a guy that could fall off a cliff at any moment like Peyton did in 2015. Now he probably Rogers probably won't do that, but at that age, with my age, that's always a possibility. With Wilson, on the other hand, it won't. He has prolonged success. So even though last year he had the hand problem and he wasn't the, the the demon that he was for the first 10 years, you know that Wilson will give you a window of at least five years to go win a Super Bowl. And I think that is why. In retrospect, you're like, well, of course they did that over Rodgers. Rodgers is old. Wilson's right in the middle. And I w- I want to say this before we get to Jason is that w- we've already talked about how that division is so stacked with quarterbacks and how the hell is anybody going to win it? And like I said, there's going to be wars between Mahomes and Wilson. But I think that the Broncos are already a better roster than the Chiefs. So I don't look at it right now as the all right, if they can get through Mahomes, then they're going to be golden. The only thing that would sink this thing would be a Wilson injury, like if that hand thing and now is the beginning of, oh, he's injury prone, or if Hackett turns out to be shitty and he's in over his head, those would be the only things that would make this trade look really, really weird. But I don't see either one of those happening. And if you wanted your man to end this, maniacal six years of crappy quarterbacks that never work. This was the way to do it. Wes, is that, that too optimistic on Denver or not?
2: No, I mean, they, they are loaded. Um, they're set up for, sus, uh, sustained success over the next few years. Um, they go into the off season with 26 million, uh, in cap space. So they can add to the roster. Um, the pieces that were subtracted from their roster uh, drew Locke and Noah Fant in particular are easily replaced by either, you know, Russell Wilson, who's incoming or uh, Albert. O, oh, who's already on the roster. Um, obviously it takes a hit to the depth of the tight end position, but um, you know, that's peanuts when compared mm-hmm. to everything else. Uh, Shelby Harris, you know, losing him, will hurt but again they have 26 million in cap space and um you know players are going to want to go play for a contender so you know you might see team-friendly deals like we saw this last year for uh teams like denver or um the colts who if they are able to get a quarterback um you know these players will take deals that um benefit the team more just to to chase that elusive ring
1: so jason i know they got draft picks back for von miller which should soften the blow of this a little bit assuming that they use those picks wisely which Peyton you know already voted the best draft class from last year or whatever it was by some poll i think they'll be fine there the only thing that you're going to give up is you're going to be lonesome on draft night for two years in the first round um but That was the price you had to pay. So let's hear your knee-jerk reactions. Um, Now you've had a little over 24 hours to get behind this thing.
2: What you got, Jason? On that that stage, you froze? I couldn't believe it. Yeah,
0: apparently. (laughs) Apparently. Hit us with it. Oh man, I, I don't need. I didn't even hear the last couple of things you guys said. Um, unbelievable, unbelievable. I am so so giddy. I, I I have no idea what to even say. Really, I've been on a a euphoric high for the last ever since ever since it announced. And the more I think about it, the more I love it. And it, it just makes me. George Payton is the man. We find out that Russell Wilson. Was always Plan A, always. I mean, they had a deal in place for him about two weeks ago, apparently. Now, so George Payton is an absolute wizard. What uh, Wes, you nailed it. What we gave up did not affect us at all. Yeah. We still have a We still have five picks in the top 115 picks this year. Um, we have enough money to still go out and add to the roster to pick up a, you know a tight end if they see fit. Um I think Alberto holds holds that fort well, but yeah, to add some depth. I mean it it's it's absolutely perfect. I, can't, I I I just can't believe it. Um I don't I don't understand if I'm a Seahawks fan how you can look at that and say, "Oh yeah, we got now we're in business." <laughs> um you know, uh you know, I still like Drew. Hopefully, he can he can still have some success in the league somewhere um but Fant he was he underperformed last year even though the stats would would argue that i watched every single game of his very disappointed in what he did um Shelby Harris too i mean you got he just got a contract but you know he's 30 so what they gave up i i mean i can't believe we didn't have to give up a like a, a Sertan or a Judy they kept everything intact for the incoming quarterback um you know, yeah, whatever he wants to get paid, we better we we'll pay him, um, because yeah, we got him. I mean, we we're in a good spot for at least at least five to eight years, I would say. And with a new young dynamic coach that can get more on the same page as a Russ, and oh my God, it's it's electric.
1: I've been wanting to ask you this. I was going to text it to you, but I figured, well, we got a show for that, so I won't even monkey with it. How much, if any, input? did john e have on this
0: that's a I, god god I, we will never know <laughs> we'll never know that um, he, he
1: had to sign off on
0: it right well actually elway took a job as an outside consultant now okay so he's not even the vice president anymore um so he took a step back outside the actual organization kind of okay so he's um you know i don't i don't I'm sure Peyton, you know, but from what I've gathered and from what my sources are saying is that, you know, you could tell something was buzzing between Hackett and Peyton for, for the, you know, two weeks leading up to it until, uh, and they kept it so secret again, some of the top reporters in Denver weren't even aware. Um, so it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's really mar- marvelous what George Payton is capable of. I, I, I'm just so grateful we got him. I knew that was a was going to be a good hire. So he nails the best draft in football last year. And then he comes out and does this. And we still have five picks in the top one fifteen this year. Oh, oh my gosh. I don't, I don't really know what to say. It's so it's, it's, it's crazy. And Russ, obviously with waving the no trade clause specifically to it, Russell was in Denver yesterday. So oh, yeah, new, new pictures <laughs> of him surfacing that he flew in on his plane. New
1: or new or new.
0: new, not nude, but, um, you know, so for him to look at that opportunity and and say, yeah, I mean, you know, as a Broncos fan over the last five years, I have liked the way they've built their roster, but, you know, could that have been just me convincing myself that, you know, Hey, you know, as a fan, you want to convince yourself, things are going to work out. I tried to do the same with every quarterback we've ever had since Peyton, Mm -hmm. um, but it shows that, you know, Russ likes it too. And I think that with the weapons that they got, oh my gosh, it, it, it could, it, I mean, it's it, the sky is the absolute limit for this team. But Marquette asked me earlier today, if we, if I think that this could be better than the 2013 season, I'm like, uh, that's going to be tough to beat. But <laughs> I mean, the, 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 you got the, and Javante Williams, we can't even forget about him. Yeah. You no. Know, Teams can't stack the box anymore. They're not even going to know what we're going to do because Hackett's going to be a first-time play caller. Yeah. Um, it's it's woof off.
1: So the – I'm trying to I – mean, if, if you never heard of Deshaun Watson's antics or he never committed what he allegedly committed, would you have more willing to give that exact trade package for Watson or Wilson?
0: Oh, I would have been willing to give that trade package for anybody. <laughs> I mean, of that caliber, of that caliber. I mean, seriously, they, you, if you don't know anything about football or Denver in particular, and you're looking at that, cause I've had a, quite a few people comment and that say, Oh man, they gave up the farm for him. No, they didn't.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, they, they just simply didn't. Well, it, it, what there's
1: two ways to look at that. So to, Secure a quarterback once and for all, that's not Osweiler, that's not Lynch, that's not some other trash bucket, then it then it's a no-brainer that it was worth it because you have guaranteed Pro Bowl quarterbacking. Um, but now if the Seahawks turn around and nail these draft picks and lay the foundation for, I guess, a rebuild then you're going to have both sides, kind of like Jefferson and Diggs trade, where both sides are like, damn, we really won that thing. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And if the Seahawks could draft well, then we'd be having that conversation. (laughs) But but they're really no better in free agency than they are in the draft. So it's not like, you know, I mean, yeah, it it very well could be a good trade for them. And I hope hopefully it it will turn out for it. Um, But, you know, Denver didn't lose anything. Like they didn't give up anything that makes you say, oh, man. Now what? Yeah. You know, they, they they literally kept every single thing in place offensively and defensively.
1: The, it comes down to the fact that, you know, your favorite football player ever in Elway, after Manning, could not, for the life of him, fix the QB one spot. Don't know why. He did it once, did it fabulously. And he tried and tried and tried. Half-measured, avail, measures availed as nothing. Yes. And the, the only way you were guaranteed to fix this was to pony up the cash the, the draft capital and so yeah i i i saw so many different takes yesterday that the, both sides got fleeced and yeah. <laughs> you know, i laughed at it because i i understand you can line up in your camp and say oh yeah we definitely got that nobody will know until like 2026 who won the trade um but if if you want to change the way you've been doing things. The Broncos got the best of it because they have a path to the playoffs. Now the Seahawks are like, all right, maybe drew lock and the running back that will draft in the first round.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I think it was, I think it has the definitely the capabilities to be a great trade for, for, for all. And um, I, I'm a little sad for, for, you know, fan. I mean, he can't be a Mm -hmm. part of this. I know that uh, reports are coming out that Albert O was actually the one that was included in the trade first, yeah. Um, and then Peyton upped it last minute and gave him fant instead. So um, but you know, I'm fine with that. Albert o, we saw what he was capable of, and and we've saw glimpses of what all these receivers and these weapons can do with with mediocre coaching and with me, medi- with mediocre quarterback play. So now it's gonna be finally you know, good to see hopefully you know, their full potential. Yeah, and and, and they're all and they're all locked into the, the, the offense is all there with 20, Tim Patrick being 27 as the oldest, um, <laughs> you know, so they're all there for a long time and, and I, and much such a better situation than the Rogers in hindsight, looking back um, simply because of that. I mean, you, so you, you get about six more years out of the yeah. quarterback
1: and that's and, everything.
0: And then there, you know, you got the Packers over there still trying to make moves for Devontae too. And you and you said Dustin that he probably has about four good years. Mm-hmm. But I think the receivers in the league they really start dropping off their, you know, uh, uh, trajectory when you get to about that thirty year old. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. you saw it with Demarius Thomas, you saw it with AJ Green, um, and even Julio. Uh, so.
1: God, yeah, the that's, only- the only reason I afford at least four more for Devontae is because he's the best in the business. It's kind of like f- kind of like Fitzgerald playing until he was thirty-seven. That yeah. Devontae is almost that good that he'll just keep going. So
0: he is that good. I, I can't believe he's that old. I, he doesn't yeah. seem like he should. Well, it's be because that he
1: old. wasn't gangbusters right away. So Jefferson, yeah. Justin Jefferson, we're going to talk about the Vikings here in a minute. He was gangbusters like week three and starting after being a rookie and Devonte Adams took a little bit to grow up. Yeah. All right, Wes, what, what you got,
2: Jason, uh, quick question. What are your thoughts on uh, Juwan James?
0: <laughs> 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 well, we should bring him back. We should bring him back. Yeah, those,
1: uh, oh, and th- you know how Wes, we've loved and joked about the, the quasi Adafo Mensa and Kevin, Kevin O'Connell honeymoon. Yeah. Oh, Bolin's got a honeymoon now of six months at least with this, because <laughs> yeah, oh, outside yeah. of a ACL tear, <laughs> like in a shower for Wilson, like this is going to be a fun summer because it's up until now between 2016 and last summer, he and Rocco's fans had to convince themselves that this will probably be the year when they go to the playoffs. Now you need an act of God to prevent them from going to the playoffs because they're all set. They just had to give up a little bit of the future draft capital.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it's really, really, really exciting. It's, it definitely gives you that, you know, knowing that we're going to get to see some, some good football again, hopefully. And, and uh, we lose, tr- I mean, the mo- one of the most exciting parts about all this is George Payton for me. Um, what, a, what a wizard. I I can't say enough good things about him. <laughs> and, you know, when, when, when everybody thinks he's going one way, he goes the opposite way. I mean, it was supposed to be Dan Quinn. Yeah. Oh God. And I got some people at work that are livid that we, that he's our GM because they, they're Vikings fans. They, yeah, they were all sure Vikings. that he was going to take over.
1: Oh, Vikings fans are, they can't let go of those little nuggets of dudes that were in house that go off and do well, they either live vicariously through them or they get mad.
0: It's <laughs> yeah, hilarious. Then I mean, it that same guy said that, uh, that Russell was in the conversations for the Vikings too. Yeah, I've had yeah, a couple people tell me that. I'll,
1: I'll tell you why on that one. So a site called bookies.com of uh, sports book um, did the Vikings likelihood of QB one in September, so, of course, it was Cousins. And then second place was Russell Wilson at a plus 550 money line. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and everybody was like, huh? <laughs> like, we? Us? Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, the, and then Score North took it and ran with it and claimed it was going to happen. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was just a, a long shot bet that a sportsbook had out there. And that I mean, maybe they picked up the phone. Maybe they didn't. But let's talk about the Vikings for the last 10 minutes. Yeah, uh, real
0: quick question about the Vikings hmm. before you guys hop in there. Oh, we- so, like, with you guys, obviously, both being diehard Vikings fans, was George Payton, did, I mean, did you, like, did you know who he was when you guys were, because, I mean, Spielman was the guy, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. he was mm-hmm. the draft wizard. He yeah. did everything, and that's all. I mean, I heard about him. Obviously, he, he was a big name. I mean, did George Payton yeah. even get brought up ever in Viking circles?
1: Wes and I knew who his name was, but that's because we're obsessed with the team. But I couldn't tell mm-hmm. you what he did. But I I knew. So here's the thing: everyone's like, "Hurrah! Yay! We're done with Spielman. We can Spielman was a good general manager. Yeah, Pl- plain and simple. He had some shitty trades, but a lot of general managers have shitty trades. Yeah, and Spielman was a very good general manager. The product in Minnesota had grown stale. So, like any yeah. business, you you adapt and you change, and that's what the Vikings did. But Peyton, we knew was in the front office, but I didn't know he'd be this fucking just fabulous, like beautiful mind type. <laughs> Pull this stuff <laughs> off, especially it's if bad. the Von Miller thing comes back. I'll, I'll build the statue if that happens. Oh
0: man, easy. It's well, that's gonna happen. That's been a, that's been a, they've had a handshake deal in place for six months ever since they sent him to Ram, the Rams. So, all right, Wes. So
1: on the Viking stuff. Mm -hmm. Here's what it's the ownership from day one that they rolled out the, the new general manager and then said it again. When they brought in the new head coach, they said we are going to be competitive in 2022. So that was either a PR statement to keep fans interested to make sure season ticket holders renewed their tickets. um, Or it was the, and then turns out that was false um, or it was the truth. And right now, CBS Sports is saying that the Vikings core players are on the trade block. Uh, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, Eric Kendricks, Michael Pierce. Those are all chunky contracts for dudes that are aging as per their position. So what do you predict and what do you want to happen? Do you think that those names will actually be traded and this team won't be very competitive? Or can you do both? Or what's the deal?
2: I think a little bit of both. I don't necessarily see uh, maybe one trade happening. Uh, Who that would be, I have no idea. Um, But I could see a a player being moved for some draft capital to give some uh, relief to the salary cap. Uh, I could see some players being cut, like we've seen uh, over the last few days, uh, Bobby Wagner, he got cut. Um, uh, it's that time of year where, you know, mm-hmm. general managers review, uh, the roster and make appropriate cuts where they feel that they can either find a comparable replacement or, um, just need the overabundance and, uh, salary cap. So I, I could see a little bit of both happening. Uh, whether they remain competitive, I guess, will kind of fall back on what they do at the quarterback position. Okay. Um, there's a, a little gamesmanship, I believe, being played uh, by the front office. Um, the GM and coach both came out and said that they, um, you know, they want Kirk back they they envision kirk being with the team in um twenty twenty two but at the same time uh forty five million for the year is a, a large pill to swallow so I, I don't know if you know they go into the season with the contract as it currently stands and for kirk's camps part they've you know leaked little tidbits here and there that um he's not interested in taking a team friendly deal so um I, I think it's gamesmanship on both sides um what i believe will happen i you know as we've seen over the the last 24 hours the the quarterback market's pretty volatile um uh, finding uh a, a piece to do the job and do the job well is not an easy task. Uh, while Kirk isn't an elite prospect, he is uh, above-average one. And it just comes down to, can this team win with an above-average quarterback? Um, and can they you know, get him locked up for the next few years at... Not necessarily a team-friendly deal, but something that doesn't handicap them uh, for other roster spots.
1: I think you and I are like-minded and have been since we met each other on Cousins being in that crust of quarterbacks that's about between, on a given Sunday, ninth and 14th best. He kind of fluctuates, and that's Mm -hmm. how it goes sometimes. So I want to know, what do you want to happen as a lifelong fan of the Purple Team? At the quarterback, have you come to a piece that you, that come to a, you know, emotional piece that they can trade him and start over, or do you want them to try to do the Stafford thing and run a fancy offense that caters to his talents?
2: I, I'm leaning more towards kind of blowing it up. Um, it's a new regime. Uh, I don't think it has to be a, a full blow up, but uh, there's obviously holes on, on the rest of the roster or or at least deficiency in talent to where having a quarterback at that contract, it's not necessarily beneficial to make the run. I I, I could go both ways on it. I mean... That that's why I'm just I said it <laughs> um, a couple shows ago. I'm I'm leaving it up to the front office. I'm I'm down for whatever you know way they want to go with this. Um, I, I think we can win with Kirk, but at the same time, I'm okay if you know we want to start over and and do something new.
1: What what annual average salary? is your cutoff point for Kirk Daniel cousins.
2: I think the 33 to 35 million a year range would not handicap the team. Okay. Um, I'd have to look into it a little bit more. That number might be able to go up a little bit. Um, Obviously with the cap number rising, you know, that can be tailor-made. Um, I think Luke actually wrote an article about it uh, somewhere right around in that range. Um, That's going to be cheap pretty soon. 30, 33 yeah. million bucks. Yeah, it's going to be no, really exactly. cheap.
1: Like exactly. in about two years, we're going to call it a team friendly deal. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, Jason, I'm going to give you the last word, uh, because you kind of like, uh, the Vikings, some of your family members do, you live in a state that enjoys the Vikings. What should they do in the best interest of the team with a new coach, a new general manager with Kirk Daniel? Yeah.
0: Um, I think, I think from an overall standpoint, um, you would want to, cause I mean, you got it. You got a young GM who's got some clout, um, a young up and comer, I guess by the word sexy coach,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I love
0: the, I love that old, older picture of that you shared on Facebook, <laughs> by the way, uh, or, uh Twitter, by the that way, that Russian
1: uh, app, that face app is so fabulous.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would probably put a lot of trust in him, um, in, 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 really listen to what he thinks he he wants in a quarterback because maybe it's not even Kirk. I mean, Kirk's been, you know, putting up those um, numbers that I think any quarterback desperate team would appreciate. But at the same time, if it's not what this new guy the O'Connell is, is thinking for the team, it's a perfect time to blow it up and say, let's, 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 because everything about that team is changing. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, you go from a defensive guy to an offensive guy, um, the general manager who'd been with the team and conducting deals for uh, forever. Um, you know, he's no longer there. And it's, so it's, it's, it's really, uh, a a hit and a miss. I I don't know. I think if there's going to be a time to blow it up and and to get away from Kirk, it's, it's now, um, But at the same time, you know, you're thinking to yourself, well, I mean, because you, you say between nine and 14 and that's, that's probably accurate, but on some weeks, you know, he can get climb all the way up to fifth. Oh yeah. So it's like, man, what
1: October and November, those are his months.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you got, and you got those, you know, I would think that you want to keep Jefferson um, and Dalvin. So you have, you do have some pieces so you don't blow it all up. Um, but I think, you know, him, Malik Willis would look pretty damn sexy there, um, you know, depending on what like what O'Connell's vision is.
1: Yeah, I think that so I I'm very well on record that says that I, I hope that they would give Cousins one shot with this regime so long as they focus on the offensive line with solutions that work because yeah. Cousins in his four year tenure at the Vikings has had just complete trash. Um, consistently from the offensive line that is built to plow lanes for Dalvin Cook, which is great. Um, But when you have a quarterback who's not crazy mobile, not crazy fast, it's an odd mix to try to make him improvise when his weakness is improv. And so I would hope before we trade him away, we could have one or two campaigns with O'Connell to see if he can channel some of that Stafford magic. That's what I would do. But then again, if Cousins really wants $40 million, then I am with Wes and the rest of the world. It's like, yeah, let's let's start fresh. It's, it's all about value right now for where he's at with these trade talks or extension talks. It's whether or not they can meet in the middle to find the resolution. Um, the other thing that I'm selfishly not looking forward to is if they trade Cousins, they go get some bridge idiot, and then they draft a guy who won't be ready they're going to go at the very best six and 11. And I have to listen to people bitch about how this coach was a terrible hiring decision. And we should have kept Zimmer. If we're just going to go six and 11 and you wanted change, you're going to get it. If you wanted to rebuild rebuilds, don't instantly get you back to the playoffs. And I don't, I, I can already see it. That's going to happen. If you electively rebuild a little bit and you're not relevant, some fans are not going to have patience for it. And it's going to just personally drive me bonkers. I'm a big boy and I'll get over it, but I'll be like, God, you wanted this. This is how life works when you want to get away from mediocrity with Kirk Cousins. So um, before we, before we leave, I want to say in the last two shows, I believe uh, Mr. Bolin, you went from talking yourself into some semblance of happiness with Jimmy Garoppolo or Mitchell Trubisky into landing Russell Wilson for your football team.
0: Unbelievable.
1: Isn't that Um. wild? Like (laughs) lying to yourself that Trubisky might be a good little solution.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I, I didn't figure that, that, that George was going to, was going to roll that way. But you know, I was prepared for it just because of what I've been used to. But again, (laughs) though, that's, that's change. I mean, you know, he goes completely against the grain of what anybody thought he was going to do. And he's done it the entire time, just like trading up in the draft to get, to grab Javante Williams. Yeah. Um, Or not um, drafting fields, not drafting fields and getting Sertan. And Mm -hmm. the dude has a vision and it's, 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 yeah, I am very, very pleased with him. And, and, um, I just always felt, and for some reason he's made me feel like we would, we were in good hands, um, from day one and, yeah. and I just trusted him. I didn't predict <laughs> anything. I didn't think we were going to do anything. I just said, well, whatever happens, happens. Um, I just, did, <laughs> nobody thought, nobody, nobody thought this,
1: mm-hmm Yeah, well, Peyton has a Viking spine, so we're 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 (laughs) going to be one of those idiots that takes credit for it. Uh, Next week will be one of the coolest shows of the year, only because it's uh, two days removed from the start of free agency, so we won't even need an agenda. We'll have at least a handful of names, hopefully big ones that have moved elsewhere, and we'll come to you on Wednesday night of free agency week next week. That's all we got tonight, gentlemen. Oh, yeah. All right. Great show. Yep. Take it easy.
0: All All right. right. Good night, guys. Later. Night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.